Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast. It's uh, Wednesday. It's 9-26-2018. At least that's what my Windows computer says. My name is LeGrand. Tonight, I'm joined by Dale and Jeremy. Hello. Hello. I usually like to let Dale go first if you say Dale first, because otherwise people are going to think I'm Dale. Hey, hello, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you, Jeremy? Hi, good, LeGrand. How are you doing? It appears that Jeremy is okay. Dale, how are you, Dale? Good. Great. Dale's also good. Dale is even great. He's great, even. He's just got a little latency is all. Thank you, Jeremy. That is Jeremy talking. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Greek chorus. You don't have to do that because it's subtitled. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> for that comment. <laughs> Dale is subtitled in Japanese, though. Yes. You guys love when you see those subtitles and it's like, you know, breathes heavily or <laughs> stares intensely. Grunts. I, I saw one that, yes, I, exactly, <laughs> yes. Like, so stares intensely is the one, is exactly what I'm thinking of. Because it's like, it's subtitled where it's like, that's not a sound. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, breathing heavily, I guess that makes sense for people who can't hear, you know? Yeah, but, right stares intensely i'm like okay i can see that I, you know what i would i would really like to get a job i actually have a law of a, very often i have frequently thought about getting a job as a subtitling or closed captions expert a because i always feel like i could do a better job than the captions that we already get you know you'll see like typos and like that's not the word they said or some you know some homonym or something like that or they're like that's a totally yeah. misheard line that they just that they just put on there so one i want to save closed captions for all of us but now the other thing is i'd kind of like to do some real ironic subtitles and closed captions and like put stuff on there that is not audible or whatever and i think that actually would be a lot of fun now that we like commentary on the narrative as it unfolds yeah <laughs> yes or something like uh look, look, look at this douchebag over here can't can he see <laughs> that she's in love with him <laughs> <laughs> like you that. know you can do some real value-added closed captions it like, sounds like something that that have you guys ever watched pro zd on on youtube uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, all the time. Oh yeah, cool man. Are you serious? Or are you? No, just... he's not serious. He has no God idea what you're talking all about. All right, listen, listen. He's a guy who was a Vine star back when Vine was a thing, and now he transitioned to YouTube, and he's hilarious. He like makes fun of anime and um, JRPGs and all sorts of stuff. But he's also like way into anime, so it's okay, I guess. Some of my best friends are anime. So the anime people appreciate it. He makes fun of Kingdom Hearts. I'll find a video, and you guys, I I promise you guys will laugh your asses off. I promise. All right. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Check it out. Yeah, I think uh, subtitles for lonely people, so that, like, if you're watching something by yourself, and you can be like, yeah, you know, I really like this, too. You're a good person. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Thanks for the um, random comments, guys. I'm glad we started off this podcast with a bang. It was really exciting. It was. Good start. But welcome to the show, guys. This is where we actually talk about video games we've been playing because we don't do that on Sundays. Mm-mm. You know, Jeremy might try to sneak things in here and there and try to tell you about the weird mobile games he's playing. But I tell you what, we're not supposed to be doing that. He's supposed to save that for Wednesday, but Jeremy refuses to follow the rules and we have to edit that shit out for you every single week. Yeah. We tell him, no, save that for Wednesday. And Jeremy's like, uh-uh. And then we edited it out anyways. And he doesn't know that because he doesn't actually listen to the podcast that we record, which is okay because I don't know why you would listen to your own podcast, but he doesn't know that we edit his stuff out. So if, don't tell. If you're a raging narcissist like I am, you listen to everyone. Do you listen to our podcast? I do. Not, I mean, not everyone, but. I only listen to the parts that I'm on. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah cool, man. I listen to the parts that I fast forward to where I know I made witty comments. Yeah. That's, what, that's <laughs> like, the part that I listen hey, come, to. Hey, come listen to this. Come listen to this. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, what we should do is we should just like 
have somebody transcribe that stuff for each of us. I don't know who would do that, but they would um, like write down stamps. all all the timestamps of when my witty comments was. So you, you guys could just fast forward to the cool parts. I actually you know thought I mean? at one point about making a service that would cross reference all of the cultural and game references in a podcast. Like I thought about doing it for, you know, one up yours or something like that when they would reference something and it would be like, okay, at this point they're actually referencing this game or this NES or, you know, whatever. Uh, nobody would care about that. That'd be way too. you like sick reference, bro. Yeah, exactly. And I have like kind of like footnotes for, uh, you know, podcasts. Yeah, or like closed captions or subtitles or something. I don't know. It all fits. There are, you know, there are people. Yeah, that go Jeremy's and do that just stuff. full of invention ideas tonight. I think that's pretty cool. I'm more of an idea man. You know, I don't actually execute on anything. I just, uh, you know, I'm just a dreamer. He has this really good idea about uh, a hair, a laser hair cutter that you'll have to ask him about. Oh, next was time that? <laughs> that was before the show, wasn't it? It was before the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you see Jeremy, ask him about his laser haircut invention he's working on. It's, it's a great idea. It's pretty sweet. It's you know, idea. it is. It really is a good idea. But that's not what we talk about on Wednesday. We, do we already not. talked about this. No. Uh, so on to the news, Jeremy. What the do you news. got for us? The news of the games that we've been playing? Yeah, uh, the news. Fine. Yeah. The nudes. <laughs> on to the nudes. On to the nudes. Oh, sweet nudes, bro. Uh, Send me some nudes, Jeremy. Go. Oh, all right. Here, here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, well, if you want, I can tell Wait, you about what? the stuff <laughs> I've been... What was that? That was me. That was the news. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't say news. I said nudes. I know. Well, that was me doing the... the nudes. Yeah, it was me doing it. I don't get it. All right, tell us about the games you've been playing. All right. What, so been, what wackadoo mobile game can I search up on my phone so I can see screenshots of whatever you're talking actually, about? Actually, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So the first game that I've been playing is one that we actually streamed this week. Uh, so if you are uh, already a subscriber to twitch.tv slash show, you'll know that this past week we played a new game called My Brother Rabbits. And uh, that's from a studio called Artifacts Mundi. And uh, it is a, um, did you guys ever play like Machinarium? Uh, yes. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, kind of. It's a, it's a little like Machinarium, except in, in so Machinarium you played as, yeah, you, well, no. Uh, I mean, so it's a, it's a puzzle game. So it's a visual puzzle game. When you guys were kids, did you like Highlights Magazine? Um, yeah, I, sure. I, I loved Highlights Magazine. Yeah, I, I was always gallant. <laughs> yeah, goofus and gallant. Yeah, I was pretended that I was like the... The upright one who always did his homework. I was always um, the crickets on the cover. You guys are weird. My favorite thing about Highlights Magazine was the uh, the hidden pictures. I love the hidden pictures. Uh, My Brother Rabbit is an adventure game kind of in the style of something like Machinarium where you, you progress through different screens. Um, you don't actually represent a particular character yourself. You're more of sort of a, what would you say, like a, a limited om Rabbit? omniscient well, so the 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 idea. So you don't actually control a character. Like correct. In that's correct. But you sort of help characters get through areas by finding things. So so the the thrust of it is that you're going through these really weirdly designed, uh, almost like dreamlike, like kind of semi disturbing dreamlike things where where they have you know mountains that have faces with like well defined lips. Or, or uh, a watering can that's also kind of like got a, a pretty lady face on it or something like that, but then it slurps out of a straw and rainbows come out of it. It's one of the it's one of those kinds of games. Um, huh, sounds pretty good. I know it sounds insane when I say it out loud, but it, it sort of makes sense in the context of the game. Um, but but the idea is that you go through the game and you're generally finding bits and pieces of elements of the environment 
to get you through things. For example, uh, you begin the game in sort of the the hutch or the the home of of this rabbit character who's sort of an analog. So so there's kind of two things going on. There's sort of a dreamlike fantasy world that's going on, but it's sort of analogous to the story of this young girl who, uh, you know, you find out that she has like, she's ill, she has like a heart disorder or something like that. Uh, and 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 it's, it's not really clear the connection, but uh, the rabbit is sort of analogous to her brother. And she is represented by kind of a, uh, like a, a thistle kind of girl. Like she's sort of a plant with a little bulbous head and a, maybe a little purple tufty top. Um, but, but the rabbit, for example, needs to get out of his home and, and the, you know, needs to climb up his ladder, but all the rungs of the ladder are broken. So you actually go searching around through the environment Bummer. to find things that are, uh, like sticks or like maybe a, uh, like a candy cane or something. And you eventually build, when you find enough of the pieces, you can then progress through that puzzle and then move on to the next thing. And you might be juggling a couple of different things. So for example, immediately out of the rabbit hutch, there are, there's uh, you know, butterflies and you have to find butterflies and you can actually travel back and forth within a certain area to, to find things that you may have come across before, but that were not a puzzle that you were trying to work on. Um, so you actually find yourself going back and forth and you're like, oh, you know what? I remember seeing a, a tortilla with piping on it or, or something like that. I, that It makes sense when you play the game. A tortilla with piping on it? Huh? That sounds pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> tell me more, Jeremy, about I, I, this I almost, awesome game. I almost can't tell you more because it's just so crazy, but it makes total sense when you're playing it. Um, and it's really quite a lot of fun. So we've, we played it on uh, PC and it, it is kind of nice to bring a buddy along, uh, especially uh, when, you know, it's, it's uh, some of the stuff that you have to find is really, you know, quite well hidden. So this is the finding a hidden objects game. It's basically a finding hidden objects like adventure style game, kind of essentially. So you have to combine things and do things to. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm watching through. a video right now while you describe this. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. So saying. and and hopefully you'll find that what I've described is basically exactly how it is. But it's 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 a lot easier when you see it. So I would also recommend going over to our archive at YouTube. Did you beat it? It can be that show. long. Actually, we're probably about a little more than halfway through it. Jared thinks uh, we we reckon that based on the progress that he's made, because there's a map that you can see where you you can sort of tell where you're going. We think that we'll uh-huh. probably finish it up and we'll stream it again this coming week and maybe get to the end of it. Um, but, huh. uh, yeah, it's got good, good music. The art. Why did you guys choose this game to stream? Uh, well, because we actually reached out to the publisher and, and got a comp copy to, uh, for, for coverage. So I had looked at it and had seen that it was a, um, just a really nice looking game. There's a lot of art to it. It's very imaginative and very evocative. Um, the, uh, the music actually is, is really nice. And, uh, it's just kind of a, a pleasure to look at. And, you know, to be honest, I haven't really played a lot of, these types of games. I realize that in the mobile space, I think there's a lot more of that going on. Um, but this is really, I think, kind of a value-added uh, sort of experience. I mean, it, it, Can it you is, go back and forth between areas to find y- things to progress? Yes, yes, until you leave... Like, I'm seeing that there's balloons that this guy's finding, but there was balloons in a previous level. Correct, right? that's right. So it's not so much... I, I would say that there's sort of an, a, a larger area that's made up of three to four screens that you can go into, but then eventually you leave that for a totally new area... And then that becomes the new little zone that you play around in. But yeah, there is, you do move back and forth between the different screens. Yeah. Until you get to the next zone. Correct. And and you know, I've never really found that I got frustrated too bad, you know, getting stuck looking for certain things. It does give you some It should be on iPad. Is it on iPad? It is not. So currently it's on PC, it's on Switch. And it looks like it would be a a tablet game, doesn't it? And it may eventually be. It, It may eventually be. It should have been made for iPad to begin with. 
and maybe you know maybe they're eventually going to go there with it but uh you know i I think that uh is it on switch with a touch screen it's on switch but i think it only works with the sticks i've i haven't been able to get it so you gotta like drive around a little cursor instead of just touch the screen you do yeah and on the switch one of the one of the joy cons is like a fast cursor move and one of them is sort of a slow more methodical move um are you uh playing it on switch i am playing it on switch yes yep yep oh cool and it's you know it's a nice little way to chill out and you know, kind of look around. And like I said, you, you never really get too frustrated. The interface up in the top corner when it shows you the puzzles that you're working on, it at least lets you know whether you're on a screen that has something to be found for that puzzle, which is really nice. Um, I'm going to play this game with my daughter. That's what I'm going to do. It. I think it'd be really good to play with kids. Um, I mean, I can play with Jared and he's like, yay. And I'm like, good job, Jared. You found it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you can watch our watch our stream, and again, we'll probably be playing it um, this coming week. As this well. developer has a ton of these games on Steam with like a bunch of different themes. Oh, how about that? Yeah. How many are rabbit themed? Just the one. Are there any hentai themed ones? There's a oh, noir dude. detective theme. There's a demon hunter, which kind of looks like an Egyptian theme. There's um, lost grimoires that sort of looks like fantasy, and then there's. Queen's Quest, Kingmaker, there's Endless Fables, there's, there's a bunch of them. Oh, wow, how about that? Wow. Yeah, and this this one uh, is, I believe, their newest one, and I think it's like 15 bucks on the various platforms. Yeah, it looks like pretty yeah, much all of them are 15 bucks. Steam, it looks like. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you're interested in seeing what that's actually like to play, check us out on uh, on our uh, YouTube archive or subscribe to us and we'll uh, we'll be doing it again. And this that's week. My Brother Rabbit? My Brother Rabbit. Yep, that's right. Uh, second thing that I've been playing is a little bit unusual. Uh, you guys know that when I when I play video games, I tend to find like the weirdest way to play them, and it's kind of oh, a- weird. I I didn't know that about you, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm so um, glad you could tell me about this so we can weird out on things. We're going to weird out. We're going to weird out. Actually, here's the thing, and I've talked about this before. PC has been missing, I think, some of those. Um, you know, gated walled garden features that you get from a curated platform like PlayStation or Xbox. PlayStation especially. The PS4 allows you to do, I mean, remote play with your Vita and, you know, the, the PC app. Um, Xbox has a streaming app that you can do within your, your network. Um, PS4 also has that uh, share play thing, which allows you to connect somebody to your console and they can play on, on your console as if they were, you know, couch co-op. Um, and PC doesn't tend to have stuff like that, but but uh, Steam did come out with their Steam Link app recently, which is a, a big step in the right direction. Um, but I recently this week uh, started using a service called Parsec, which is basically a remote streaming desktop service uh, for your PC. It's a third, third part. I mean, there's no, you know, clearly there's no PC first party, uh, I guess Microsoft maybe, but, um, but it's a third party, uh, product and it essentially works on PC to PC. So you can actually connect to somebody else's PC. It's basically like a, almost like team viewer or something like that, but it specifically has gaming applications in mind. Uh, or they have a mobile app that I've been trying out and it works also just as well. The cool thing about it is that because it's got gaming in mind, if you've got a controller plugged in, it automatically maps your controller to the remote computer, if that makes sense. So basically any input device you have is automatically recognized and any game that supports multiplayer local, you know, couch co-op type idea, uh, you can totally do it. Furthermore, it turns out that my Android TV also is compatible with Parsec. So because it's a Bravia, I can actually pair a Bluetooth, like a DualShock 4 to it. And I've got basically an instant PC thin client that I can use with anybody's PC. 
which is kind of cool. Does it work on Macs? Uh, you know, I actually do not know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It kind of is working on everything else. I believe it does have an i uh, like an iPhone. Oh, there is a Mac client. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if I if I put it on my MacBook, I can stream my PC games? Yes, you can stream your well, it's not even your PC games. It's like your desktop. So someone basically is looking at your computer as if they were sitting right next to you. Um, so if you have a How's game, the latency? Uh, it's awesome. It's great. It's almost like perfect, at least with a wired connection. So my, my Android TV, I've got kind of a weird setup, um, believe it or not, uh, where I've actually got a, a, a second router that I put in my entertainment center and I use that router to do um, Ethernet over IP to my other router. They're like two of the same model. And so they, they kind of can pretend that stuff plugged into them is like a client like switch type idea. So everything on my entertainment center is plugged into this other router. They think they are wired to my network, but they're actually wired to this router that is wireless to my other router, if that makes sense. Does, does, does huh. that make sense? So, so what's the game? The, <laughs> Great question, Dale. So I've been playing a few things. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about, the most important one, I've been playing Guacamelee 2. All right, I'm interested more in this Parsec thing. Yeah, Parsec is really cool. Check it out. That That's sort of I'm burying the is lead a little bit in Parsec. It's free. It's totally free. Uh, How does that even work? And the thing oh, on so it's it, just more like a client that just kind of connects. So it's not using any server to do this. It's just being a direct connection. I mean, there computer. there might be servers involved. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I doubt it. It's probably doing a direct connection. Otherwise, there'd probably be too much overhead. I, I'm not sure. I mean, TeamViewer lets you do stuff for free if you're not commercial. So, I mean, they must make money somehow, Parsec. Well, we make but, money at the Game Byte show. So we yeah, oh, oh, we sure back. do. We sure do. So, Dale, to answer your very good and direct question, what is the game? Guacamelee 2. I've been playing Guacamelee 2 remote via Parsec because Guacamelee 2 on PC supports local co-op. And uh, it is an action game. So, LeGrand, you played Guacamelee 1, right? I um, did. I beat it. Excellent, excellent game. Guacamelee 2, also super awesome. Wait, can you play the whole game co-op or is it just one mode? You can play the whole game co-op. In fact, you can play it with up to four people co-op. Cool. Um, and it's basically, it's, it sort of works like Super Mario Brothers Wii or whatever, where you can, you know, characters. Or Spelunky co-op. Uh, kinda, except you can, you can like bubble at any point so that if you're playing with kids, mm-hmm. like they can, you know, pull the shoulder, tra- the shoulder bumpers and they can like, you know, kind of go into a safe mode for a minute and you can get through difficult zones and, and then they can come back. Um, but it's that totally combo based, um, you know, super ability, uh, Metroidvania, Egovania type type idea and they've added some new things in guacamelee too uh for example they've added a new i mean these are just kind of the super abilities but um they, they've added a thing that's kind of like ori in the blind forest Legrand, remember how in ori you can do that thing where you like um you eventually get an ability where any bad guy becomes a jumping point that you can kind of spring off of and what level what game are you talking about this is guacamelee 2 so guacamelee 2 lets you do that now that's one of the new things they've added where like in ori in the blind forest uh, you, you know, Ori would eventually, you know, if you, you, if you leveled up enough, you would eventually get this ability where if you got in proximity of a bad guy, they would become kind of like this, like slingshot point that you could sling off of. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Uh, well, Guacamelee 2 just adds a bunch of new abilities like that. They've also added, um, a bunch of dynamic, uh, you know, um, living and dead world, you know, the, the, the land of the dead type things, uh, where different little areas of the screen may strobe across like the, the, uh, you know, the hidden areas or, or things like that. They, they kind of do some dynamic things with that. Uh, the jokes, still very good in Guacamelee. Um, very good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that and I did it through this remote service and it actually works really well. I also played Cuphead through this service and I tried a little bit of Destiny 2 through this service. 
Um, How'd that go? And it actually worked all right. I mean, I'm bad at Destiny. I, I play. Actually, I jumped directly into the Crucible. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to punish myself. So I did. I punished myself. Crucible's fun, too. though. Uh, yeah, it can be. I mean, it can be when you're winning. But if you're not, then it's, you know, kind of punishing. <laughs> but Do you know, is Crucible still kind of like a valid way to get good gear for the PvE, really? Like, can uh, you yeah. only do Crucible oh, sure. and get a bunch of good stuff? In fact, it's not even just the drops, but if you, you know, they've added now this, uh, from Destiny 1, they've added now kind of a seasons, like you can rank up in different seasons. Um, and if you achieve a right. certain rank, it unlocks the ability to buy at the, you know, for example, uh, Lord Shax, you know, the guy who's like the mm-hmm. Crucible guy. Um, you can buy stuff from him that's that's really good. And it's not only usable for for Crucible. So, uh, yeah, it totally is. And then, of course, you get your, your legendary and your... Um, you know, exotic drops. So, uh, yep, you totally can. So if you enjoy, uh, crucible PVP, yep. Destiny two, still good for it. So, so just to recap my brother, rabbit parsec guacamole two, and a whole bunch of other good stuff. That's what I've been playing this week. Dude, dudes. All right. Well, I've got some updates. All right. Update us. <laughs> Go for it. Dead cells is still awesome and super addicting. You should play that game. Mm-hmm. I haven't beat it yet. I've been thinking about it. I mean, the stuff that you've said about it really got me thinking because I don't know that I'd have given Dead Cells a second look, but I'm thinking about it. Uh, it's really good. And I'm on my way. I, I've i gotten to the sec- I got to the last level uh, multiple times now. And the last time I got there, man, you know, I had the best weapon set. I thought I was going to make it. I thought this is the time I'm going to beat the end boss, which I haven't even seen yet. And I got to this level and I got cheese and I, I died on this... <laughs> on a, like an environment thing, like you got cheese and died. I got cheesed, cheese. You know, like what you oh, do. Oh, you in got cheese. I thought like, you. I thought you were like, yeah. oh, you found an object in the game. You got cheese. No, no, no. Died. I got cheesed by the environment, and it killed me. Oh. And I was like murdering everyone, and like all the enemies. No one could stand up to me. I had this awesome. So get this. So I had a bow. I had a, so all everything that I had did extra damage to people who were on fire. And when I ran around, I left a trail of fire in my wake. My, I had two bows, and both bows uh, also burned the targets. Wait, 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 and wait, wait. And then I wait, had two, two traps. Like I had a, I had a bow in my, I had a bow on my A button and a bow on my other button. How? Now I'm curious <laughs> about the logistics of this. So if you've only got two arms, they're both crossbows. They're both. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. demon hunter in. Oh yeah. Diablo. Totally. That's exactly what it was. So I had two bows, and both of my bows, like, would leave trails of fire in them as well. And then I had two traps or two uh, turrets that I could throw down. And they would like, I didn't have a melee weapon. Like that's how, that's how rad I was. Cause I could just throw down these traps. And if I wanted to, I could like jump in there and run around and leave fire. And I was dropping bombs whenever I rolled. And I had like three of my items of my four items were all legendary items and had rad, you know, affixes to them. And then I was just murdering everyone. I was going through this last level, and then I got killed by like a spinning ball thing on a chain. So, so, so what you're saying so is mad. what you're saying is the final boss is hubris. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and every time that I've gotten there, it's like, oh man, this is so good. I'm in such a good position, and I don't need to heal. And I got like one shotted by somebody, right? Like that's happened multiple times on this level. I love that. I love that. Uh, so the way that the game works is, um, remember we were talking about the Metroidvania stuff where you you were like, it's kind of like a Metroidvania and you can unlock things and help you get to different areas. Well, there's like different pathways you can take that ultimately, ultimately all end up to the final level. Um, so level one can be, is like the same level every single time. And depending if you have uh, the item or not, you can choose to use the item that will help you get to a, a different 
pathway or a different second second level, right? Hmm. But it all leads to the same bosses fights basically. Um, so for example, I'm in I'm in the prison. That's the very first level. I'm running out. I have this vine thing that I can use to grow a vine, and if I use it, I can get up to an area that will take me to the toxic sewers as my second level, or I can go just the normal path and it'll take me to like a village for my second level. Why would you ever go and to then, the toxic sewers if you can just because go to a because certain enemies drop certain blueprints, and the point of the game is to get blueprints and unlock new weapons. Uh, so you have to fight certain enemies that will have to have chances to drop um, blueprints that you want. So if you want to achieve everything, you have to play the other levels. But so I have two of the items now that can get me to uh, different pathways. Um, and I believe there's there's probably like maybe five or six. I think. Hmm. Uh, but that but it doesn't it doesn't stop you from progressing to the end of the game no matter what you have. It just kind of it gives you an alternate path to play. But anyway, that game's cool. I, I got a question about this game. Remember how yeah. we were looking at the art on Steam and there's this guitar thing? Yeah, yeah. Have you figured out what the guitar is yet? <sighs> sure haven't. Okay. No. Maybe it's a loot. I'll tell you loot. what I'm going to do. I'm going to Dead Cells. It's a loot-based game. Guitar. You're not going to find anything Googling Dead Cells guitar. Uh, Prisoner's Awakening Chords. Oh. Well, I guess you found something. It's like guitar tab for the theme song or something. Probably. <laughs> uh, basically nice. that. That sounds cool, though, the way you describe it, like all the different element that, you know, all this. I mean, what I, I remember the time that you were talking about Diablo three and like wrecking house because of all the like elemental effects and the added things. And I kind of yeah. I got that. I got that vibe when you were describing your dead cells character. That's basically it. And the thing is, is it, it depends on how you build it. And so you, there's like ice guys, there's poison and there's burning and bleeding. So those are the different status effects. So you can get weapons that will put those effects on and then some weapons will do extra damage to targets if they are bleeding etc etc and so if you find a weapon that doesn't have that affix on it when you get to like the in-between area where you're kind of like your hub not your hub but the in-between where you can kind of talk to the vendors and stuff uh-huh. you can re-roll the stats for gold on those items to try to get affixes that you actually want hmm. um, so you can throughout the game if you are good at finding the weapons that you actually want to use then you can probably get enough gold to re-roll them to do what you want them to do um, which turns out to be super fun when you're just kind of just killing everything and nothing can kill you except for the chain the chain ball that's undodgeable nice anyway so there's that the other game that I fired up the other day is uh, a game called Near Automata you guys oh, wow. heard of this? I have heard people gush about this game have they gushed? they love it dude this is like one of the like this is this is the dark souls of gushing now huh well, I played some of it. I played an hour and a half of it, to be precise. Um, so I don't have a whole lot of... I don't think I know everything about the game, but uh, you're like a robot lady, <laughs> and you have a sword, and you have a mech you fly around in, and it's kind of like a hybrid between... Like, the combat's really weird, because it it kind of like a, switches between like a twin-stick shooter and a like a third-person action game. Um, that's not so much combo heavy, but more, um, I don't know. It's more kind of methodical, I suppose. It's not like just mashing combos out. Uh, and you can shoot dudes with your guns and then some parts of the level you'll be like, okay. And then it'll switch over and then you'll be in like a, like a top down view or you'll be in a a plane, like a, a mech plane flying around and you're in like, all of a sudden you're in like a, a bullet hell mode and then it switches over to twin stick shooter mode. And then you're then also now you're on the ground. Then, then you land your plane, and now you're running around in the world um, in third person, 
person mode with with like a big sword and you're chopping dudes up. I've heard that sometimes uh, it even goes to like a text adventure. I haven't gotten that far yet. Ooh, spoilers. 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 Um, so and, did you did you play the original Nier or is this your first Nier experience? This is my first Nier experience. And the only reason why I have this is because I accidentally bought it uh, on <laughs> Remand Gaming. Uh, I was... I was I think I was integrating Google or uh, PayPal into our software at work. And mm-hmm. I wanted to just, I don't know, run through the process of making a PayPal transaction. I wasn't going to actually complete the transaction. And then it completed and I bought it. Oops. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, anyway, and I, I tried to get a refund and they wouldn't give me a refund. I'm like, well, it's a game I was going to play anyways. But my new motto is don't buy a game unless you're actually going to play it right then. Like that's my new thing to stop me from buying games. So now you had to play it. it. See, but now the problem is now you've just you've just inverted it. Now you've said, you know, because it's don't buy a game unless you're going to play it. Now you've got play the game that you just bought immediately. Well, I bought it. This was like back in March that I bought it. So I've had it for a while. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay. Because I, like I said, I wasn't ready to play it. I was playing, I don't know, Heroes of the Storm back then. Black Mimosa of Dana, I think you were playing. Yeah, probably Maybe that, that. would have been before then. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot more to say, but I think, I mean. Are you going to play I, it? I tried to Are play you going to go through it? I, I, I'm going to keep playing it. Um, it doesn't seem like it's, well, so my other thing that I do, and this may just be a character flaw that I have, but I like <laughs> to look up how long games are before I like. When I start playing them, so I know what my investment's going to be. No, I think in that's time. Fair. I think that's fair. And uh, you know, I like to I like to know how far I am, or how I like look, look at my time playing. Like, oh, I'm I might I'm like two thirds done, or I'm three quarters done, just so I know. I don't know. It's just no, because it's it's kind of rough when you. I mean, I've even had this happen with really excellent games like Okami. By the time I got to hour eighty, I was like, I'm so done with this. But yeah, it, that but, makes but, me not want to play that. Pa- game. But the thing is, part of it was because I thought I was done at hour twenty. Uh, oh, so, wow. you know, then you're like, okay, this has got to be the ending. Okay. This has got to be the ending. Oh, this is so much fun, but this really has got to be the ending. And yeah. then finally it eventually is the ending, but it kind of, you kind of have that thing bit. where you really like a game, but you're ready for it to be done. Yes. You, you know, like, yes. like hollow Knight. I was kind of like hollow Knight was 26 hours. It took me to beat it. And that game, like I, I enjoyed every minute of it, but by the time it was over, I'm like, Oh, that was, that was no, about the right length. That I think that, should be. that I'm getting comfortable with just stopping playing whenever um, at, at any time. <laughs> and mm. I, I don't think I'm really worried at all about uh, obligation to finish games anymore. Well, I don't think that I'm finished, but I like I like to finish games. But I, I'm, I'm yeah, the same nice. way. I, I will stop and put it down. Like I put down Ease and I put down Xenoblade Chronicles and actually sold my copy of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I knew I wasn't going to finish it or play it again and I didn't want it. So Yeah, I can understand the practicality of that, but here's the flip side because I've come from that attitude and I did not like it. And it's imagine reading like the first three chapters of every book, but then never getting to the end of a book. I, I thought... I found it eventually to be deeply dissatisfying. Oh, so now what do you do? What was the last game you beat, Jeremy? Uh, I just, what did I just finish? Uh, I, I, I did beat something just recently, but I can't think of what it was. Uh, it, it was a shorter game, but I, I still do finish games. But I mean, you're right. It doesn't mean that now I'm all of a sudden finishing games left and right. But I, I don't, I don't like to drop something. I don't like to do it, but I, I, I do, I guess. It's just that. I, I just that I think that's a good metaphor for it. If you're if you're reading the first half of every book, uh, I don't know. It just it something becomes a little bit sour about that. I think it depends on what you want to get out of the of the game, and maybe depends on what type of game it is. Like a roguelike, I mean, you can put that down whenever. Right? Yeah, but sure. a game with a decent narrative and a decent story. I've really got to get to the end of Tetris. 
Right, exactly. You can put that down. Whatever. Like, I, I could walk away from Dead Cells right now and feel okay about it because I sure. feel, you know, I, I but, but I, I want to keep playing because I, I think it's fun and I want to beat it. What if it was, say, like Shadow of Mordor? Yeah, I would want to finish that. I mean, hey, I rolled credits on Final Fantasy fourteen, well, right? The, the thing with the thing with games like that though is open world games have a ton of shit you could do. You could easily spend sixty hours, eighty hours in those. But if you just mainline the story, you could just blast through it. So if you're interested, but what if you just like are like just somewhere in the middle of it, and you you haven't finished the story, you haven't finished anything else, obviously, because it's a huge open world thing. Would you feel conflicted about just quitting in the middle? Why would you? What what would be the reason for quitting? Uh, you know, it just wasn't keeping your attention, and there was other stuff that you wanted to go play instead. Probably not. Not right now. Like in the past, I would just because like if you were in the middle of that, and then like you know. Mass Effect Andromeda 2 came out and you had to go play that instead. Oh, I don't know about that. Then uh, I, I would be okay because I've done it before, but I would do it with the intention of going back. Of, of going back. I enjoyed. Just back burner. Yeah, sure. And I've done that. Like I, I like my last run through of Final Fantasy 12, I kind of dropped off of it like for other games. And by other games, I mean probably Heroes of the Storm. Well, yeah, because you weren't really going to like <laughs> play all the way through it again. I've never beaten here. I've never beaten Final Fantasy 12. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm probably two thirds to three quarters of the way through it, and I kind of just put it down, and then now I borrowed it to my brother, and eventually I'll get it back, and then I'll wrap it up. I got to a point where it was like a long trek through a long area, and mm-hmm. it was taking me a while, <laughs> even with like the four times speed or two times speed. Four times speed is too much, but yeah, I mean, I, and I'm not suggesting that you should do something that's a slog and you're just totally not enjoying it. Although I would also say that you don't have to be like wildly enthused at every moment while you're playing a game either. Um, but well, there's some people that are so hardcore and this probably used to be me where I wanted to, like, I kept track of all the games I played and I kept track of whether I completed them or not. And the goal was to complete anything I started, even if it sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, the, and I tried not to play games. I think that would suck. Right. But ultimately if it did suck or I didn't, it didn't keep my attention. It was okay. And I powered through it. But that was, that was old me that had more time to play games than now me, right? It was okay to play, play through kingdom hearts because even though it sucked, you played through it. Anyways. <laughs> like that, that's basically my, my excuse for beating kingdom hearts too. You know, I nice. was uh, in, in bed with a concussion and I played through it on drugs. Anything else? Legrand? No, I have an update for, for final fantasy 14. I think I, I mentioned Whoa, you bought, bought the DLC. Or the expansions? Um, no, I, I mentioned that I finished it last week, or that you know the A Realm Reborn um, mains. Are you buying the expansions? Quest? I, I have them already. Yeah. Um, oh. No, but I decided what I'm going to do is take a break from that for a while and uh, play some other stuff instead. So I, I got kind of like started World of Warcraft. on no, not World <laughs> NewExpansion.com. I I, I kind of started down the road of like the the content that bridges the main game to the expansion. And then I got to sort of kind of a logical stopping point. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to park this for now and then go and, and do something else. So I picked up Red Dead Redemption. And oh, nice. Play that for the first time. You've got one month to finish that before the next one comes out. Why? I'm not going to get the next one. <laughs> it's, not, it's not coming out on PC. It'll come out on PC. Just like GTA 5 wasn't going to come out on PC. This is the new Rockstar, bro. GTA 5 wasn't going to come out on PC when it came out on PlayStation 3. And then it came out on PC. This is the new Rockstar. It'll come out next year. Well, well, 4, GTA 4 came out on PC. but And, and like so did L.A. Noir and a bunch of other other stuff. But for some reason, well, they, the original they Red Dead... they said no, specifically GTA 5 is not going to be on PC. And it's because they wanted you to buy it on PS3 did while they, they actually say on the that PC version. Point? I'm pretty sure they I did. I feel like they did, yeah. Really? I don't remember that, but I do remember it taking them 
like at least a year or longer. For, oh yeah, it took him forever, and that's for, okay. Uh, but I want to play Red Dead when it comes out, probably. Yeah, just like I want to play Tomb Raider and I want to play Spider Man. I want to play God of War when it comes out. Well, I've waited eight years to play the first Red Dead Redemption, so I don't think I need to be there for day one for. for that's probably two. one of the best games ever. It's so good. Well, you know what? The old west, the old west isn't getting any more relevant, so it's you know. Well, they're going back in time, apparently. So that's weird. Yeah, it's like a prequel to the first one, right? Yeah, or to Red Dead Redemption. But the first one is oddly set in like 1910 or like around there. Um. So it's already like it's the end know. of the age of cowboys. I mean, I they have cars they and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, so it's yep. it's kind of it's it's an interesting time to set a game in. Um, but what struck me immediately right off about playing Red Dead is that it, how how big and wide and open the world feels, especially in comparison to Final Fantasy fourteen, which has that kind of like theme park feel that we've talked about some. Yeah. 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 Um, this is it's like you know it's big sky country. It's uh. It's wide open areas with a lot of like topographical changes too, which is actually cool. Um, and it's, I, I guess it's built to the scale of like horse riding, you know, so that, um, that it feels big, even though you're capable of moving around the world quickly. You're in a vehicle, but it, there's a lot of open space, but there's a lot of open space for cool things to happen. Yeah. There's, they have these strangers events where like you'll just come upon some, some guy doing something or some people out there. And then it's kind of like random quests, but I, I don't know if they're anything like procedurally generated or if maybe there's just like a pool that can happen and they kind of spawn randomly or, or I've what. come across the same ones or the same types in different areas before the same, the same types, but maybe, but not the same exact one, hopefully. Right. Well, it'd be in a different area. So yeah. it's like, I, I came across one, this, this like lady was like, Oh, me i need help my son's been and you kidnapped. run over there to help her and then all of a sudden like bandits jump out from behind the bushes and now you have to fight bandits because she like was luring you in oh right yeah I'd i came across that, would that same type of thing in multiple places okay yeah that's the kind of thing you would see in like in like the witcher 3 sometimes also is like just um stuff like that i th- I, th- I don't know i haven't played enough of this to say but i i would guess that um because of what gta has always done uh, where it's like there's like you were kind of saying, there's kind of like archetype quests that you can kind of get randomly. Um, but then, the, of course, there's like the 100% scripted stuff that all the like named character mission doler outers. Like the story progression type you. stuff. Yeah, that yeah. girl that's in that city. What's her name? I don't think I've met a girl in the city so far. There's Bonnie in the is town. the lady yeah, Bonnie. in the, the ranch who... Yeah, Bonnie. That's her name. She just, out of the kindness of her heart, takes you in. After you were left for dead. And then there's like the sheriff that you can work or the, he's a marshal actually. There's the marshal that you're working with. And then like there's some like snake oil salesman. I guess, oh, dude, that, that gonna, guy. You should do his quest line. It's yeah, amazing. I'm going to I'm gonna go and do his next. <laughs> Man, that game is so good. I'm so excited you're playing it. Wait till you get to Mexico. Mexico's got some crazy stuff that happens. And the end of that game is unlike any other ending of any game. Yeah. It's like amazing. The last like maybe two hours of that game is incredible. It's so funny that you picked this up because I was actually thinking when I saw people tweeting like you've got one month until the new game comes out to play the old game. And uh, I was like, you know what? I really should because uh, I've, I've played um, exactly like two hours of the multiplayer in that game because I had friends who were like, Jeremy, come play. And I was like, uh, OK, so I literally opened it up, 
quit out of the single player, loaded up the multiplayer, and that's the only thing I've played in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, well. You never beat Red Dead Redemption either? I never even played it. Like, I, I didn't oh do anything. Oh, my gosh. I didn't what is wrong with you? But I also, you know what I was thinking, though? I was thinking, like, maybe I could skip the main game and do the Undead Nightmare stuff instead. I thought I, thought I was going to be the only person on this podcast that had not played it before. Here's the thing. The Undead <laughs> Nightmare has all these throwbacks. Like, you see all these other characters, except for in Zombieland. I don't want to play some zombie crap. No, the, the, the characters that show up in the, in the Undead Nightmare, you, like, know them from the main game. Game and they mm. show up in like ridiculous situation and that's what makes it fun so it's fun because you're like oh that guy like oh there's that guy and oh his buddy's now a zombie and he's chasing him like that's just kind of funny but <laughs> if you don't know those characters it's kind of dumb dale i've got an idea how would you be open we should do this for this coming month we should make it the game club for for our discord channel for october okay sure yeah yeah what? are you playing on playstation or on uh yeah Xbox? ps3 unfortunately me because too it, it runs at like 12 fps dale we could do the multiplayer <laughs> We could do heists. We could do some like uh, stagecoach. I have a copy of it on the PlayStation 3. Can we oh do, my gosh. Can we do multiplayer on PS3? Yes. Dude, yes. Without, okay, without that's having it. to pay for it? <laughs> yes. I, I don't, I'm not a PS Plus subscriber. I'm pretty sure. That doesn't exist. That was only a PlayStation 4. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. That's All it. Right. That's it. We've identified it. Game Club. Great. I'm not going to play it. Do it. Do it. I've already beat it. What happens when you play multiplayer? Is it like you go into a separate mode? Dude, the multiplayer is, well, there's like a heist you can do, kind of like heist stuff. It's like single, like a co-op missions. And there's also like a free roam where you can just, like when, when it was like populated, we would just run around with a posse and like hunt other dudes. And, and you, you can herd cattle <laughs> and there's like claim jumpers in the mines and just like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Then there's co-op missions that you can do that are pretty fun. Yeah. Dude, come on, Dale. Yeah. We got to do this. Okay. Cool. And then there's like competitive multiplayer. But I bet there might be even be people playing it right now because people are hyped for the second one. Yeah, yeah. probably. All right, real good. No, not by by the way. The reason that I'm playing this now, it's just I was actually I, was, I thought I was like to the end of of my uh, alphabet cycle um, of going through backlog games because I I did XCOM two last right, but no, I actually have a Y game that I needed to do and and a Z game too that I needed to do also. Um, but anyway, I was like, you know, I'm kind of in the mood for mood for something else, like something kind of third person e. And at first, I was thinking I'd I'd do um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. But then I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, I still have that copy of Red Dead that uh, I haven't played. In, like the greatest game of a generation. And so mm. it's it's on my shelf with all the other PS3 games that I haven't played. And yeah. uh, so I, I picked it up and I was like, yeah, okay, it's finally time to to check this out. You should finish it. It's, it's pretty long, I suppose, right? Sure. How long? It was like... We, we could finish it in a month. Well, it depends on if you're mainlining the main missions or if you're helping the snake oil salesman. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is like all the quests in that game are amazing. So if you're just playing through side missions, like they're all awesome. Like snake oil guys, super funny. Yeah, I've done some like... Um hunting of... Um, what were those? Like coyotes? There's and, a mission uh, with a, a Sasquatch. Like you, you go and find like a Sasquatch. I like the um, the challenges where it's like, you know, you, you shoot a bird out of the sky, and it's like, oh yeah, you found the uh, marksmanship challenge. Now um, do these things, right? And then there's like the yeah, the hunting. That challenges. can use the the Rockstar Social Club. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, I do. Yep. I don't think I've ever done anything with the Rockstar Social Club, despite having played GTA 4. Uh, main story on this website, that How Long to Beat website, is 18 hours, and main plus extras is 28 hours. Oh, that's totally oh, that's, doable. That's not too long. No. I thought it would be like twice that. Well, if you want to do everything like me, you'll spend like twice that. 
<laughs> like, I did everything in that game. I did, like, all the hunting stuff. I hunted bears forever. Like, I was, like, tracking bears, and I found the Sasquatch, and I, yeah, that game's good. You know, for a game that runs at 720 on the PS3, it looks really good, too. Yeah, can you imagine how the next one's going to look? You should buy a PlayStation 4. I think also it's um the Xbox version is backward compatible to the Xbox One. So and I right, believe and I it does that's have the best some, way to play it now. Yeah, I, I, I believe it has some up-resing that they've done for it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you should buy it on your Xbox One, Dale. Do it, do it, do it. I did think about getting an emulator, though, a PS3 emulator. If I, seeing if if I put work. in the Xbox 360 disc into my Xbox One, could I play the Xbox One version? Uh, Yes. Do I have to own it digitally? You, no, you can put the disc in. Yeah. It'll work on the disc. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. That is cool. Well, I think we uh, I think we know what we're all going to be doing in October. Yeah. Playing yeah. near it's, it's almost October now. It is almost October now. It is almost October, and folks, it is almost time for yet another Game Bite Show podcast, because sadly, we've reached the end of this one. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the games that we've been playing, or if you have questions for us, or if you'd like to share with us what you've been playing, well, you can reach out to us on social media. We're always there, at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. You can find our fourth man, Jared Redeye Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Jared is the one in charge of doing our Twitch streams over at twitch.tv slash show. Uh, we did My Brother Rabbit this past week, and we're going to be doing it again this week, probably getting to the end of that game. It's a charming little game, and uh, you can see the archive of our first playthrough session at youtube.com slash gamebyteshow. Uh, subscribe there. Subscribe to both of those. Subscribe to all of them. Uh, you can also find our website on the internet, www.gamebyteshow.com, where you can find a back catalog of all of our podcasts. Uh, here where we talked about... Um, I don't know, whatever it was we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I was making some throwback reference and I forgot what it was. Uh, but check all of those out. You know, let us know what you think of those two. Lots of good content back there. Uh, you can also find a link to our Discord server in the show notes. You can uh, find us there and we're doing lots of good things there like game clubs, like maybe for October, or Red Dead Redemption, come join us. Uh, we also do little freebie shares and, and things like that. So uh, lots of good things going on as well as some good discussion and some good folks on Discord. Uh, and then um, I guess other than that, uh, you know, look forward to us in this feed for the next show that we're going to do at the top of the week. We'll come back and share with you the news of video games as well as new releases and a special topic of discussion, so look forward to that. But uh, until then, folks, that has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Be seeing you. <laughs>